Act Three of Cupid's Whirligig by Edward Sharpham. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Actus Ter. Sina Prima. Enter young Nonsuch, like a begging soldier. Venus lay where Mars had found her, and in warlike arms he bound her. Cupid cried, and Vulcan spied, and thereon threw the Cyclops. But his horn begat his scorn with all the little god's mocks. Now some honest gentleman pass by, that I might sell him the maidenhead of my occupation for a halfpenny mass. Ah, here he comes. He shall have it, if faith. Enter Newcomb. Oh, worshipful gentleman, look with your eye, and pity with your heart the distress of a martial man. I have been a man in my days, and acquainted with better fortunes than I now see. Time hath been I have borne arms, but now one's gone, and I can no longer write, gentlemen. Wherefore, if you please to bestow but one poor thistle of your bounty to prick the blister of my poverty, it would set my slender fortunes afloat, where they now lie beating on the good winds of famine. I am none of these Lutgatians that beg for fourscore and ten poor men. My suit is only for myself. Whom hast thou served, friend? First, I served in Ireland, mm. then in Holland, Brabant, mm. Zealand, Gelderland, Friesland, and most of the seventeen provinces. I was at the siege of Bargain up Zone, carried a pike at the entrance of Sluis, and was heard in the groin entering the breach. Who was thy captain? I served under the command of Captain Pipe. Who? Captain Gregory Pipe. N no, sir. G Captain Tobacco Pipe. Oh, I know him well indeed. He is on the English nation. Hath much employments. I can assure you, worship, sir. I have seen him in very hot service. And when some of us, his followers, have smoked for it too. Wherefore, I beseech you, sir, bestow something on me, for the knowledge you had of my good captain. Go to, sirrah. I fear ye are a counterfeit rogue. How? Rogue, sir? Though none of fortune's favourites, nor great men's minions, yet perchance is as good a man as yourself. Swoons. Rogue. Nay, be not angry, good friend, for I faith I love a soldier with all my heart, for indeed I have a cousin is one. Would give thee something, but I faith I have no siller, yet I give thee eighteen pence in conceit, and so farewell. Exit Newcomb. Well, sir, in conceit I thank you then. Enter knight and wages. He wages. Come ye after like a clog to the heels of the old ape, your master? Wages, how many pounds go to a stone of beef? Eight, sir. Then I am lighter by sixteen pound now than I was. I may now lie with any lady in Europe for any hurt I can do her. 
true sir or good either i can cuckold no man yet any man may cuckold you what's he wages some poor soldier sir lately come out of the low countries i must not now beg lame for fear i lose his service by it i beseech ye good black captain mr something of a poor soldier that hath served his prince both by sea and land if you bestow but one poor penny of your liberality when the wheel of fate turns if the bitter frosts of poverty do not in the meantime nip my fortunes in the blossoms i doubt not but to reciprocate your courtesy hyda what an excellent fellow this would make to dwell in the exchange how the rogue prates what art a soldier i have been one some few years why then thou art a gentleman by profession and tis a shame for a gentleman to beg so i think for i have gentlemanlike qualities enough for i had rather drink drunk to purge than take physic but will you give me anything sir no sir my master doth not use to give gentlemen money for fear of disgracing them oh i cry your mercy good master mustard pot mustard pot god's light mustard pot and why mustard pot because th thou art a sauce-box sauce-box go to be quiet wages but would ye give me anything sir no not a penny come then sir will ye walk a turn or two walk with thee why art not lousy i need not i have change enough for i have two pair of shoes wert never in better fashion yes i have borne the badge of honour in my days ay he hath been some nobleman's footman sure was thy father an alchemist that thou art so poor why do you not know poverty hath a gentleman usher's place it goes bare before death thy name S slack of what religion art faith i am yet clean paper ye may write on me what ye will either puritan or protestant wilt thou serve me so you give me wages yes that i will and thou shalt wear my livery too i'll give it thee thou shalt not buy it thyself i thank you sir enter a bard oh mistress correction how do you i thank ye good master wages and how doth that goodly gelding your master why gelding because he hath both abused and accused one of the most virtuous lady that ever frizzled her hair peace speak soft that's he is that he the very same now by my troth i am glad to see your worship in good health and how doth your good worship lord you look ill a body may see what grief will do oh had you had a good wife your worship would look twenty years younger than you do tis even pity of her life that would wrong such a sweet man what an excellent complexion your beard's off and by my troth he keeps his colour very well slack pinches behind 
that now, you saucy companion, you? What ail you trow? You had an ill midwife, mistress. She hath not clothed your mould well behind. Mary, come up, Jack and Abe's father-in-law. What can you tell? I felt it by giving my hand to bid it farewell. Oh, sir, that sign ye are a clown. If ye had been a gentleman, ye would have kissed it and a taken your leave on't. I pray, Master Wages, what's this fellow? A new man of my master's and i can assure you a tall soldier too a tall soldier say you so me thinks his clothes have been in shrewd services for they are very dangerously wounded sir and like your worship this that you have entertained is no man tis some scarecrow and you have done very ill to take him away the crows will eat up the corn now out of all measure Pray God we have not a dear year after it. I know your husband well, Mistress Correction, and Mistress Punkett too. I hear she keeps a bed much. What, is she not in health? Have you such a gentlewoman lies at your house? Yes, indeed, sir. A younger brother's daughter, a kinswoman of my husband's. It seems he hath been acquainted with her. Who, he? no sir she scorns to speak with him unless twere by an attorney pray how doth your husband good mistress correction the better you're asking good master wages indeed her husband is a very honest painful man sir oh master wages no no master wages you are deceived in him there's never a morning but i'm ready and abroad an hour before he's up and when he is up as I am a living woman, I can make him do nothing for my life. No, doth he not study? Yes, like the clerk of a great man's kitchen. What meat he shall have for dinner. Believe it, but he's a good scholar, though. Oh, he hath a passing head of his own. Hath he? Aye, he hath indeed, if ye know all. And I can tell ye he may thank me for it, too, for he went to school to me in my first husband's time pray what was your first husband master seldom the preacher and like your worship he preached in two of his benefices in one day and who it was the death of him he never joyed himself after he so overstrained his voice and then you married this man yes forsooth and truly afterwards bought him a benefice but he hath sold it again and I may tell you, though I am no lady, yet he's called Sir John every word, and for all this now he makes no more account of me than your man Master Wages doth, of an old shoe-clout which he never thinks of but when he needs, and if he cannot find it, why, any other thing serves his turn. And so he deals by me, and truly, Master Wages, I may tell you, I mean to put him away. Away? I why ye cannot put him away for this yes i warrant ye if you can find in your heart to love and marry me let me alone for that i'll keep ye like a man all days of your life besides if the stones of the street in ye city should be too hot for ye and that ye dare not walk on them for fear the wicked vanities of the world should catch hold of ye as they have done to the utter overthrow and undoing of many a good man yet i can get my living in the suburbs 
and what trade soever go down i doubt not but mine will hold up as long as the kingdom yields either soldiers or younger brothers which wants maintenance to keep wives of their own no master wages my trade is a sweet trade little doth anybody know what comings in i have daily i keep three as good feather-beds going winter and summer as any sinner in the suburbs besides i warrant ye i get above twenty pound a year in rhenish wine at the second hand well ask my master if he be willing ye shall find me forward and that's as much as any woman can ask truly and please your worship i have a suit to you what is it mistress correction for you are very like to speed that i may have your good will to marry master wages why you have a husband alive ay but i can be divorced from him and like your worship for three several causes which i know well enough i warrant ye if he be willing with all my heart i thank your worship his fellow wages pray a word we dost mean to have her ay well go thy ways i warrant thee a sound piece of her a piece why a piece didst thou ever shoot in her who i no uh, she recoils too much in the discharging for me to meddle with but dost hear put her away again as soon as thou canst if thou keep her long if she prove not like a commodity of wood and stink in thy hands then hang me well mistress correction i could wish you go about this your affairs as soon as you may and slack and wages do you two follow me exeunt three at one door and the bod at the other enter peg and nan now by my chaste thoughts which i was a mother of at nine years old i here swear never to be in love yet master newcombe the courtier thinks with the wearing of a neat boot and a clean band to catch my love napping as morse catched his mare but venus be my good speed and cupid send me good luck for my heart is very light and i fear tis but like a candle burnt into the socket which lightens a little before it goes out i most fear tis like lightning before thunder i pray have a care ye hold fast come thou hast such a running wit tis like an irish footboy i fear twill rob thee of all thy friends then run from thee and leave thee but i pray thee tell me one thing i will and be a good thing hast thou thy maidenhead yet my maidenhead faith ay come prithee do not lie for they say tis lost lying and by the strength of my little virtue i wonder for mine own part to see how this foolish virginity is esteemed when there is such danger in the keeping it for who doth not know that the barren womb is cursed and all no virgins have no children besides women shall be saved by the bearing of children how thinkst thou are they nay i cannot tell you were best to try indeed they say it is good to try before one trusts but i pray thee tell me one thing now and what's that the reason why thou art come run away from thy father considering the foreman of your shop methought was a good handsome fellow tis true so he was but he had no leisure to keep me company o' worky days for crying what do you lack 
and a holy days he would be at stool-ball amongst the boys when i had most need of him but to tell thee the true cause of my coming away i should have married a young unthrifty lord one that would give his very soul to a fair woman and faith sometimes though she be never so foul yet he will lend her his body he had never a hair on his beard this three or four year but might have been an utter barrister for they have mortared all five or six times he's like death he spares none young nor old rich nor poor fair nor foul he takes all well nan well thou art happy thou wert born under a good planet thou hast store of suitors but prithee look is there none hears our counsel no none speak boldly lass i think an ill star reigned when i was born i cannot have as much as suitor this master newcome that you forsooth so much scorn i could find in my heart to pray nine times to the moon and fast three saint anne's eves so that i might be sure to have him to my husband ay thou wouldst have him dreaming but not waking i am sure not waking yea and a bed too for here i vow even by the chastest thoughts that e'er was nursed within diana's breast and by those purple drops chaste lucrece spilt and by the unstained colour of a maiden's blush that i will prove as true unto his bed as e'er did she that did ulysses wed nay since i have refused a lord by this light i scorn to marry any under the degree of a knight no i would not have a knight if i might for there are so many as they are forgotten what they be nay then i see you are deceived why women they have most of them taken an order that they will never be forgotten for they have booked themselves down a purpose i know above three and twenty in one mercer's books in cheapside then judge thou how many are in all their books and there is that will be a witness i warrant you to after ages what their forefathers have been ay but that's but their faults yet you know their calling is honourable though faith thou sayest true i must needs say knighted is like marriage nowadays which thought to be honourable amongst all men yet it is beggarly with a great many but come shall's go to dinner and see what stomach i have to my victuals for a faith i have none to a husband i would not taste a morsel of a man for any money oh that's because thou art not hungry tis true indeed a little bit would fill my belly exeunt omnes enter lady and slack after her oh my unkind husband why dost thou reject me if not on thee where should i fix my love to have reward enter wages here where you are in dear and high regard alas thou art a man of mean condition your love to me will breed the less suspicion fortune denies me wealth all ill upon her yet i have courage to defend your honour madam you reason have to be unjust a wicked husband makes an unkind wife men brag that women weaker creatures be yet you must suffer all gross injury with silence too and lowliness of spirit and then forsooth a good wife's name you'll merit a goodly purchase sure to be a slave unto a slave till you go to the grave eve had a soul as well as adam 
all souls are masculine hold freedom madam if strength of body make the noblest creature why should not lines be the kings of nature the strongest creatures governed are by sense and there thy soul hath little residence philosophers say the element of fire is active purest aptest to aspire of which you women have the lesser portion which makes your brains beget cold notion i grant that adam was created so but since his fall all things do backward go now active heart gets murder theft and rapine tis thy chariot which all vice doth ride in against whose ills women good temper spurns give me the heart which warms not that which burns oh hateful is the state you now do hold worse than the slave that is for money sold for you must money give to buy your evils and bind yourselves to some incarnate devils be but chief steward in their drudgery bring forth their brats with your lives jeopardy scarce dare you give an old sleeve from your arm but they cry out your under-covered barn ah presumptuous slave whose flesh upon thy bone thy master just may challenge as his own which by the dead scrapes from his trencher got is quickened now to cut thy giver's throat thou venomed snake frozen with beggary now being thought by thy master's bounty wouldst thou sting the bosom that did revive thee and like a viper gnaw who first conceived thee full argument of a servile spirit for noble hearts will gratify each merit exit lady yea are ye vanished why how now fellow slack what is she gone slife what should i do now to stop this slave's venomed breath for fear it infect my reputation with my new master this time was ill taken yet something i must do for fellow ages how long hast thou been here ever since fortune denied thee wealth an ill upon her but thou hast courage to defend her honour slight he hath heard all why man twas my master set me only to try her nay like enough for i see he would willingly prove an accessory to the stealing of his own goods enter night true and look here he comes but i pray thee say nothing let me tell him of it who i not a word my mouth is as close as a falconer's pouch or a country wench's placket she would never cuckold me but that she hath some reason for it true sir there is nothing done but there's reason for it if a man could find it for what's the reason your citizens wives continually wear hats but to show the desire they have always to be covered why do your steamsters spend their time in pricking and your ladies in poking of ruffs but only to show they do as they would be done unto 
oh why do your inns of court men lie with his laundress in a long vacation but because he hath no money to go abroad oh why do your old judges widows always marry young gentlemen but to show that they love execution better than judgment oh but i wonder much she would not give me leave to make my first child myself oh she knew you were but apprentice to the occupation and commonly prentices spoil their first work and being unskilful she was loath you should practise in a good shop and therefore she befriended you because she would have it well done she got a better workman to do it for you for it's the reason the younger brothers according to the old wise tales always prove the wisest men but because the fathers grew more skilful at last than they were at the first but i think your wife's eldest son will prove an excellent fellow because she had the help of so many in the making of it for commonly if one have a thing to be done as a conveyance to be drawn or a case in the law to be argued a man would have the help of as many good lawyers as he could get now this case of making of children and a case in the law is something like for as one lawyer takes his fee and deals in it another lawyer comes and argues the case more profoundly but in the end when all is done leaves it to be tried by the jury in whom the right is and so must you when they and you and all have done your best it in the end must leave it to be tried by your wife whose the child is for a woman's knowledge in this case is better than twelve men's oh slack i hate worse than the worst sin that is and i pray which sin do you most hate that which is most like her which if thou wilt repeat i'll tell their conditions and i which is most like her then the first is pride i would have that sin burnt for a witch it changes men into so many shape the next is murder oh that's a thirsty sin for naught can quench it but blood what is theft faith the greatest fault that i can find in that is it cousins the scriveners for it borrows money without giving any obligation covetousness oh that's an excellent sin for to deal with he that hath a loose belly for twill bind any man for ten groats what is sloth then faith sloth is a good maidenly green sickness sin but lechery my lady oh that's the suckingest sin that a man can be acquainted with all it cannot endure to be in company it creeps into corners and hides itself in the dark still what sayest then to drunkenness oh that's the most gentlemanlike sin it scorns to be beholding for what it receives in a man's house it commonly leaves it again at his door nay then lechery scorns to be beholding too for i have known what it hath received in a man's house it hath sent home again nine months after and lain at his door and therefore the more gentlemanlike sin a great deal because it takes the longer time of repayment but i pray sir now which of all this is most like your wife Murther, for naught can quench her thirst of lust 
but now i soon shall find her villainy praised be my vigilant care which if i do espy i'll turn her off alas alas sir you have no reason to be angry much less to be divorced although she do transgress are you not cut have ye not given her cause is it not out of mere necessity she doth it therefore if you follow my counsel make her amends with kindness and put not her away believe me he speaks wisely and good counsel like a lady is to be embraced not put her away and if she wrong him if he do not i say he is one of the arranged blocks he ever man spurned on why is he not a gentleman a knight hath he not seen fashion sir i would have you bear a noble mind put her away and you list tis no matter for cause if she change but a trench over the groom of your stable tis dealing enough to be divorced therefore put her away and then you may have another wife another wife true a gallant and yet a modest lady too one that shall nourish no blood but your own tender your reputation as the apple of her eye and honour even your very footsteps she shall go i'll make her truss up her trinkets o oh, faith she shall away shall she away if she do you do you know not what you draw a thousand thousand enemies about your ears her kindred they'll exclaim no friends will seek revenge and your enemies will grow even fat with laughter at your folly besides what woman then will have you are you not gilded assure yourself that now there is none will love you most will hate you but all will scorn you therefore by my advice make much of her and keep her while you have her huh now by the virtue of my hearing he speaks but reason so tis good to keep her still dwell in the suburbs to break down your own glass windows set some picks upon your hatch and i pray profess to keep a body-house a body-house no i'll die first and if i see but any apparent shew of her disloyalty i'll even be divorced immediately exit night and slack well i see the substance of this slave is villainy but i'll prevent him even what i can since none is worse than a serving honest man exit sound music end of act three